I'm going to try recording this one again. Um, I actually did a soundbite on this earlier this afternoon, but the audio was all messed up. Uh, long story, but I had some interference coming through my through my mic and uh, basically made it so it was really hard to hear. So um, what I was talking about, though, is I, I went to dinner at a good friend's house this past weekend on Sunday. And uh, this is actually one of the guys that I coached with this the, the past two seasons. And so it was a good time and everything. We had dinner. And then afterwards, he asked me if I'd seen the documentary on Netflix about um, Soviet hockey. And I hadn't. So I told him that. He said, oh, you got to watch it. It's pretty good. So um, we sat down to watch it. It's really good. I highly recommend it. It's called 30 for 30 of Miracles and Men. Maybe you've seen it. I hadn't seen it before. It's actually a really interesting, um, you know, kind of take. So obviously, um, you know, most people, at least most, most North Americans, for sure, are familiar with the Miracle on Ice story. The uh, 1980 Olympics, Lake Placid, where USA beat Russia. <clears throat> and, uh, and we know our side of that story. And, and rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's a good story. It's, a, you know, I think one of the great moments in American hockey history, obviously, and uh, definitely a story worth telling. But what this documentary does is actually kind of takes the flip side of the story. So the other side of the story, the story from the Soviets' point of view. Now, it's loosely based around the Lake Placid Olympics, but it, it kind of starts a little bit prior to and then continues on past the uh, past the Lake Placid Olympics. So it starts off, you know, in, in you know, kind of the late 60s <clears throat> when Tarasov had the uh, the Russian program. And uh, talk a little bit about him and some of the things that happened, you know, with the program, how he built that program. Uh, and then it goes into Tikhonov's kind of era and talks a little bit about that. And then uh, <clears throat> goes through and talks a little bit about the uh, the 1980 Olympics and what happened there and gets perspective on, uh, on the game and, and, you know, the whole event from the Soviet players perspective. So they have a lot of interviews and stuff like that. And then it gets really neat. It kind of takes a, a little bit of a turn and they go, um, into the political side of things and they go into what types of, uh, you know, how, how hard it was to get the Soviet government to allow Russians to play in the NHL. And it goes through a little bit of the story of, of Fetisov and uh, getting him into the NHL. He was the first Russian player to get into the NHL. I didn't, I didn't know too much of this, but most of this was happening when I was fairly young. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, didn't, I hadn't really connected all the dots as far as that goes. So it was a really, really neat story. Anyways, um, man, it's, uh, it's one of those situations where um, I don't know. I've, I've, I feel like I have this, uh, I've always had a respect for Russian hockey. Um, but I have even more of a respect for it now. It's, it's, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend watching this. It's, it's, uh, 30 for 30 of miracles and men. It's on Netflix. You could probably find it somewhere else too, but, uh, definitely worth watching, uh, for you coaches out there. <clears throat> Pay attention. This was kind of an interesting side note. Pay attention to the differences between Tarasov and Tikhonov. 
um, Tarasov was a really, was a, I'd call him an artist of sport almost. So his philosophy was he would take, you know, bits and pieces of all different vocations, um, you know, dance, arts, ballet, uh, you know, different things. It's a little bit of, you know, circus type stuff, you know, juggling. And, and he would incorporate whatever elements of these different vocations that he felt could fit and could benefit hockey players in their game. So he had all sorts of creative training methods and on ice and off ice stuff that he had the players doing. And his workouts looked like a lot of fun, actually. They had some footage and stuff from, from some of these clips. Really neat, uh, really neat. And then Tikhanov was almost the complete opposite. <clears throat> he was very calculated, very, um, you know, very regimented in his workout styles and in, in the things that he wanted the players to do. He always had a stopwatch, um, you know, and that was during the games too. Um, very, very calculated. He was, all, you know, all his workouts were all about, um, you know, sets and reps and how many prescribed sets and reps and, and time under tension and all these things. Very, very precise in his workouts. Now, his philosophy, his style didn't go over as well with the players. The players, um, at least by, you know, according to this documentary, the players loved Tarasov and um, <clears throat> had a hard time with Tikhanov's style. But I'm looking at it going, you know, I think there's probably stuff we can learn from both those styles of coaching. And uh, maybe a, a good combination of the two could be a really neat um, a really neat thing to experiment with. You know, do have some structure and do have some direction and precision in what you're trying to do. But at the same time, be open to different methods of training, creativity, pulling things that make sense from other pastimes and other vocations. And, you know, like I said, dance, arts, um, you know, ballet, circus type acts, you know, juggling, all that different stuff. I think it's, 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 it's really interesting. There was a lot, a lot in that, in that documentary that, uh, that I was able to learn from. And it was really neat to see, you know, I, like I said, I have a, a big respect for the Soviet game. They, they're really the ones that um, pioneered modern hockey, really. I mean, the stuff that they were doing was way ahead of its time. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, neat, a neat thing to watch. <clears throat> and, a, and an interesting political atmosphere that they were doing it all within, you know, really, really interesting stuff. So, um, anyways, definitely take a look at it if you've got Netflix or, you know, maybe you can find it on YouTube or pick up a video somewhere, but, uh, really neat one. Um, that's it for today and, uh, hopefully you get something out of it because I definitely did. <laughs>